traveling. It leaves you speechless, then turns you into a storyteller. Hello there. You're listening to the Long for the Ride podcast, the show that tells you just what it's like to van travel, boondock, and learn just what that means, explore and discover this beautiful country. It's a mix of stories from the road and interviews of the fascinating people I've met along the way. We'll talk nuts and bolts travel tips, plus inspiration and the guidance to find your own wild. I'm Sharon Bice. I am so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to my first full podcast episode. Thank you for coming along for the ride. Mexico, Colorado, New Orleans, or the Sonoma County wine country. Where do I start? Touring fabulous Colorado last October, I decided to begin a podcast as the love of now full-time travel I'd begun the 12 months earlier had taken hold in a way I never expected. This life is so exciting to me, and I had the urge to share stories of my experiences and photography of the gorgeous places I'm discovering. But this first episode was perhaps the most challenging, and that is talking about me. Already having the what and where and when I travel, I needed to really know the why of living this life more than anything to begin to tell my story. So here it is. I was born in Los Angeles, moved to Northern California at the tender age of eight years old, became a farm kid in a large family, belonged to 4-H club, and dairy goats were my absolute favorite pets growing up. But you know what? Not many vacations once our farm started. The early ones I do remember loving were all outdoors and camping at the beach or in the mountains. I remember one camping experience at the ocean. My parents and my mom's sister and her husband and kids, we rented a beach house together in Southern California. Each day, the dads would get up and drive to work, but the moms and the kids got to play in the water at the beach all day long. Dads would come home at night, and it was just the most wonderful vacation. I remember standing underneath an outdoor shower and pulling a chain to rinse off before we could go upstairs. It was just amazing. And then also, I remember a trip to Big Bear, you know, just north of Los Angeles, and climbing rocks and that wonderful smell of the trees. And it's just something I'll never forget, and I'm sure it's influenced what I'm doing today. Fast forward 40 years, and my two great kids are now adults. And after returning in 1999 to our farm I helped start as a kid, I enjoyed a 20-year career doing marketing, photography, and graphics for our goat milk products. But you know what? Unexpectedly, my job ended in the restructuring after a corporate purchase of our creamery processing plant and the brand that we built over the years. This sudden shift and forced change in my life proved to be quite a blessing. So I'll go back a little bit. Three years prior to that moment, in 2016, after a knee replacement and lots of time on the couch, I discovered YouTube and Tiny Homes on Wheels. What a revelation. Always loving travel and having enjoyed some international trips to Europe and the UK, I knew that I wanted to see more of the USA. A camper van would help me do just that. I could travel, I'd be able to camp, not have to 
use hotels or bed and breakfasts. I was giddy with the thought of packing my art supplies, my spinning wheel, fiber, camera, and beginning to explore. YouTube was my go-to for tutorials, watching many, many van tours to find a layout for my newly purchased Ram ProMaster 2500. It's a high top. I had to look at bed in the back or bed on the side and, you know, where would I put my fiber things? Uh, where would my kitchen be? How would I work out a toilet and, and water tanks in the van? All of that. Well, I started by doing prep for the van, sound deadening, insulation, running wiring, fan, and solar panels on the roof. With the help of a friend, we installed the ceiling, the walls. I found a really nice piece of vinyl flooring, which was a remnant locally. Well, the camper van was coming together. I was so excited. Another friend installed my bed setup. And his friend, an electrician, hooked up all the electrical components I'd purchased. No cabinets or counters yet. With a folding table, a folding futon for sitting, I was off to my first winter snowbird trip to leave cold, rainy Northern California and camp in the Southern Arizona desert. Well, you know, my grandmother and my auntie, who lived near my grandmother, they used to come down to Quartzsite, Arizona, in the desert, every winter and go to the powwows which is a big gem and mineral show annually every year and i'll never forget hearing you know grandma and aunt barbara talk about that and it was just so exciting for me to head out and do that same thing to continue that tradition next months were spent back home painting and with the help of my good friend steve an excellent craftsman we installed purchased cabinet from Amazon, bolted in a wire shelving unit that was from my shed. I purchased this really cool toolbox on legs, a small one, from Harbor Freight in the coolest color green. It really added some pop to my kitchen, my little kitchen setup. Lastly came custom-made overhead cabinets for my living room and another set in my bedroom. It's hard to imagine inside of a van that you could have a kitchen, a sitting room, a bedroom, but it's true. My last two storage projects just before heading south in January 2021 was a storage bench slash love seat slash Mr. Finley's favorite place to sleep at night and also a small bookshelf next to my bed. Well, the love seat is used to store my folding spinning wheel and all my fiber projects. And I really love that little bookshelf as it is as beautiful as it is useful. I found some reclaimed Norfolk Island pine boards that uh, were here, uh, that were in Northern California from Hawaii. And after the bookshelf was built with the help of my friend Steve, I put a nice neutral Danish oil on it to bring out the natural color. And that little bookshelf is so special just because I used to live in Hawaii. And it's just wonderful to have, you know, something special here that I use every day and can remind me of the islands. Well, lastly came the final touches. Kitchen shelves for my Berkey water filter, curtains, window coverings, pillows, more color, all the frou-frou fun stuff. My 12-volt fridge, Dometic fridge, sits on the floor for now. I love it. It has been a workhorse, and um, I just really love having refrigeration for my food. 
I eat a plant-based whole food diet and just stuff that thing full of veggies. It's really great. Well, it sits on the floor for now. My next project is going to be building a cabinet for putting it up at about waist level with a slide that brings it in and out of the cabinet. And then the lower cabinet area I want to use for possibly laundry storage and shoe storage. We'll see how that works out. But I ask myself, will I ever be done? <laughs> I am loving sharing my story, but let's pause for a moment for a message from our sponsor. I am sponsoring today's episode. The sponsor is me. Hey, along with this weekly podcast, I'll be sharing special events, gatherings, and giveaways as I travel the country. And I don't want you to miss out. You can be the first to be notified of these special announcements by visiting my website podcast page, vicestudios.com forward slash along for the ride. Once there, follow the link to sign up and be part of our riders community. You will be alerted for giveaways, announcements for special photos, artwork, videos from my current travel, including some of my favorite little-known camping spots, and much more. I love giving things away, and as a gift for listeners of this, my first podcast episode, I have a download gift for you when you sign up. So head to my website podcast page and join our writers community. Thank you. Well, the van was and is still a labor of love with challenges. At times, I was just plain sick of working on it. But you know, the hard work along with some of the tears, it was all worth it. Well, during the three years of building, I used the van as a bug out rig. Twice I had to evacuate for fire and once for flood from my Northern California home. And I'm telling you, it was such a wonderful feeling to have the van sitting in the driveway. And the bed was made. The sheets were on it. The first time I evacuated, you know, it was ready to live in when I had to get away. And I did. I grabbed some food out of the fridge, threw it in my van fridge, put the dogs in, grabbed their dog food, grabbed a few clothes for me, threw it in, and grabbed my purse and drove away. It didn't matter what happened to my home, my sticks and bricks home. I had a second home to live in, and it was great. Well, twice I evacuated for fire and once for flood, and I never imagined using the van as a bug-out vehicle, but, oh, I was so grateful that I had it for that. Well, during that three years of building, I also did two more winter trips to the desert, each successively longer, meeting new friends, discovering new places to camp. I did a winter trip to New Orleans and a visit with my daughter, who lives and works there, crossing Texas and exploring that great city of New Orleans. It was pretty fun. And I did various long weekend trips, plus a week-long trip up to Oregon for the Black Sheep Gathering, which is a fiber show. And I'll include, I'm going again this year, um, third week in June, and so I'll share that with all of you folks, too. Well, my cozy studio apartment on wheels suits me and my pup, Mr. Finley, so well. With each trip, I've become more and more comfortable finding low-cost or no-cost camping. Also, cooking in my tiny kitchen, how to take a bird bath, another thing I'll bring up on an upcoming episode, 
and how to actually park my quote-unquote big rig skillfully and a whole lot more. In the spring of 2020, fully intending to rent my house for the long term and spend the year traveling, COVID-19 hit. I'm reminded of the famous quote, God laughs when you make plans. Well, by April, my renters gave notice, having to move in with their parents as their jobs ended, and I came home to shelter in place and work on the house. But after a beautiful spring and summer in my home and garden, and with a lot of contemplation, I made the decision to sell. It had become harder to do the heavy work needed in my yard and garden. In addition, our neighborhood was changing, and ultimately the constant call of traveling and discovery on the road moved me to make that decision to take the leap and travel full-time. It took a lot of thought, but you know when I made the decision and said goodbye to my sticks and bricks, I haven't looked back. I was now very free to see this country, meet people, explore communities, and possibly in the future find a new home base, maybe someplace closer to my daughter. Also, to live simply and closer to the land, which I love to do. I'm using so many fewer resources. I generate my own electricity. I use very little water. And believe it or not, I'm even using less gas than when I was commuting from my job to home every day. It is a very economical lifestyle, or it can be. And also to find myself. Who am I without my children or my career to attend to? Would I devote more time to painting or my fiber arts? Or simply hiking, observing, reading, photography, meditating? I can tell you it's been all of those things. Well, 2021 was devoted to full-time travel, living in my van. With the freedom to move, I was able to help a sister recover from hip surgery and then took a California vacation with my five sisters in July. In addition, I had the time to help myself, strengthening my back with physical therapy in Reno, Nevada, staying with a friend I'd met while traveling in Arizona, and I did that at the end of July and the month of August. But finally, fall was nearly here, and I spent the next couple of months touring parts of Utah, Moab, and then a big loop around the gorgeous state of Colorado in the fall. I flew over to Cape Cod for a wedding, flew back, and then continued my travels down through northern New Mexico until the cold chased me out, and then farther south. Well, after exploring beautiful southern New Mexico, the flexibility of my home on wheels allowed me to head once again to the great city of New Orleans to spend time with my daughter over the winter holidays. And while I was there, I figured, you know, I'm this far, I might as well venture over into Mississippi, Florida, and the Gulf Islands National Seashore in January, something I'd wanted to do since reading about it. I love the South in winter, and I'll definitely share highlights of those trips for you in upcoming episodes. I record this as I'm newly settled into an RV park in Puerto Panasco, Mexico. I'm planning on a month here to enjoy the winter sunshine, ocean, good food and friends, and just to focus on recording and editing more episodes to launch my podcast. It's been the perfect place to do that. So why a podcast show? Well, number one, 
I am loving this life so much. I simply want to share stories of my travels and the excitement I feel for life as a full-time solo traveler and explorer. Two, to share the many things I've learned about slow travel over the past few years. Whether you are an armchair traveler, you would like to travel and camp more often, or even full-time, I'm here to inspire you and help however I can for you to achieve your travel goals. Three, how to travel on a budget. You can do it too. This is not glamping, but it is definitely a very rich life. I live simply and economically, but beautifully. Number four, to share my passion for photography and art. Living close to nature is a huge inspiration for me. I've been an artist and a maker all of my life, and I'll always be an artist. I'll always love making things. Whether I'm painting, whether I'm shooting photography, whether I'm designing, knitting, spinning with fiber, it's just a part of my being, and I, I want to share that for all the other makers out there and for people who just love beautiful things. With every episode, I'll have links to my photography and my other art for you to enjoy and to let you really get a sense for each place that I discovered and a little bit more of who I am. And lastly, to introduce you to the fascinating people I know and people that I've met along this journey. My interviews will include fellow travelers, artists, business owners, and others, but all who, like me, are passionate for what they do. I am sure I'll add to this list as time goes on. Come with me as I explore here in the U.S. and internationally. I love you for being here as I continue to explore this beautiful life as a full-time, slow traveler, and to share my art and stories from the road. Okay, see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Along for the Ride podcast. I sure do hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe at iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. And you could leave a comment, say in a four or five star review, wink, wink, if you feel so inclined. Also, please share it with a friend. Any or all of these will help more people find the show. Show notes, photos, and other goodies are at my website, vicestudios.com. You are invited to join our fun Facebook group at Along for the Ride and find me on Instagram at Sharon Bice. I'd love to hear from you, so please leave me a message if you have a question or suggestion. I appreciate you and I hope you are leaving with some great things that can help you on your own journey in life. Until next time, enjoy. Enjoy.